This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This week on Hometown Ghost Stories, tonight we dive into another edition of Listener Submitted Ghost Stories. Every story that you will hear tonight was sent in to us by our listeners. These true ghost stories have never been heard before. So sit back as we dive into part two of terrifying ghost stories you've never heard. Grandma lived by herself on an old milk farm. We would stay with her for a few days over the holidays, and I camped by the fire where it was the least scary. The stairs always scared me, like something was waiting at the top. Her raspberry patch had the same feeling as the stairs. The bedroom overlooking the driveway had lace curtains that moved whenever you looked up, like someone was trying not to be seen. Grandma would tell me to run from the owls at night. Otherwise, they would scoop me up and tuck me behind their ear and fly away. Dad would get upset when she did this and tell her that we weren't on the reservation anymore and it was nonsense. I would tell her that I was scared. She would reply with, there are good spirits and bad spirits. Make friends with the good and ignore the bad. You have to find the balance. Angels smell of roses. Evil smells of flies. When I was younger, she would also tell me about seeing the shadows and ripples. Towards the end, my aunt would spend a lot of time with her. She never learned Ojibwe, so she couldn't understand what Grandma was saying during her episodes. Grandma's grandfather was the last old-school shaman on the reservation before she was taken to boarding school in South Dakota. The school shut down when she was in sixth grade, and she kept the old ways to herself when she came home. She used to giggle to herself and mutter things to no one when she was alone, like she was catching a conversation. We moved into the farmhouse when she moved to a nursing home with dementia. I got the room with the lace curtains, and when I was in it, it was never quiet. My parents slept down the hall, and I asked about the whispering from the grate in the floor above the fireplace. Dad said, the house just makes sounds, and to ignore it. I wouldn't go downstairs at night alone because of the men talking in the kitchen. After two weeks of asking for an escort, Dad said, they won't do any harm. They're just echoes, and they're not talking to you. The house isn't safe anymore, 
But there's someone that still looks out the bedroom window and something that still watches from the woods. Story sent in by the other Rachel B. I'm Rob Coakley, and these are your ghost stories on Hometown Ghost Stories. What's going on, folks? Welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories, a brand new edition of listener submitted ghost stories. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. What is up, everybody? One of my favorite shows to do as we get to hear and tell stories from our listeners for the night. And uh, some of them are very, very spooky. Yes, they are. We're also joined by Dave Wilkins. Hello, Dave. Hello. That was a. an extra spooky one there's just a lot going on in that opening story like you have um the whispers i think the whispers was the thing that scared me the most where it's like there's whispers but they're not talking to you it's just like oh man like super super goosebumps when reading that yeah just kind of like you're on the outside looking in right like you're listening to something that's going on inside of the house but you're not really a part of it you're just you're just there. So uh, I want to say what's up to everybody. Happy 3rd of July and happy 4th of July, obviously, if you're an audio listener. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I know there's a lot going on, so probably not as many of you could be here live as you could, but I'm sure most of you guys will check it out whenever you can. But uh, there's a lot of fireworks going on. If you hear a lot of noise in the background here, I have a ton going off like right outside of my house. So apologies in advance. We'll try to clean it up as much as we can. But uh, thank you guys, and we appreciate you all. And I would rather spend my 3rd of July with nobody else besides you guys that was a lot of double negatives i'm not sure if that was an insult or a compliment but that was uh <laughs> that's where we are I'm glad you're here hanging out with us and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun so today obviously different kind of episode we did this once before it actually went over really well i had a ton of fun with it the last one ran actually a little bit long which was yep. a super shock to me because i'm like we're gonna burn through these and have nothing to talk about in 10 <laughs> minutes but that's not how it goes usually so um thanks to everybody who submitted stories if we didn't get to it on this one we'll try to get to it on the next one but we did get through a bunch of them so i'm excited to share this stuff with you guys these are unique opening ghost stories i mean these are, are unique ghost stories these obviously have not been heard by the masses they've likely only been heard by only a handful of people if anybody we get them submitted to us via email, via Discord. We have a whole section on Discord. If you're not in the Discord, we're actually doing a giveaway tonight that to be eligible, you had to do something in the Discord. So if you're not in it, hop in it. It's free. doesn't cost anything. And you get to hang out with a bunch of cool people. And uh, Dave. Yes. <laughs> so that, that's going to be the game plan. Let's, let's jump. Let's break down that opening story a little bit. So tell us about it, Rob. So that was sent in to us by the other Rachel B. Remember, we have two Rachel B's that that are um, Patreon members of this show. And she sent it in. And just reading it, I almost took that story verbatim. Sometimes we clean these up a little bit just to uh, be able to tell them as we're speaking. But I didn't really change too much on that one because it was terrifying just the way it was worded. Some of it was real ominous. And um, worded just like in a way that just really like freaked me out. So of all the stories we do that that I covered, they're all scary. But this one really kind of caught my attention more so. And that's why I thought it would make a terrific opener for the show this week. So 
you have the farm, you have the grandmother who is seeing things in the house, even though she has Alzheimer's, there's other things going on. She's a Native American that is Ojibwe and had customs that she was not passing down essentially completely. Some of the family members didn't know what she was saying as she was seeing these spirits, who she was talking to, just the whole thing, just very, very creepy. That's a very cool one. And it has a lot of history to it. And uh, kudos to you for being able to pronounce that. Did you Google the the pronunciation or did you oh, ask? Oh, I Googled it. And then I reached out to Rachel because I did not want to sound like an idiot. And Google was completely wrong on the pronunciation. So thank, thankfully, I did reach out and learn how to actually pronounce it properly. Yeah, well, Google gets a lot of these things right, and they they've been getting better with their like the technology that they have behind it. So you can click on it, and and it will do the pronunciation for you. But I still don't trust it. So I always like I always go to YouTube and try to find somebody from that area actually saying that word, and and uh, and figure that out. I did that with the uh, mountain range in the Shanley Hotel episode because that mountain range had a real weird spelling, and then yeah. also with the Thames River that we almost we almost released footage of us completely butchering that but shout out to rachel for that uh for that and from, and from what we learned with the jack the ripper episode the english are not pretentious dickheads at all they won't come out after us like they're <laughs> they're super nice people from everything that i read online well the google translator thing is, a, is like a weird little robot voice so it's like i don't trust this weird little robot voice <laughs> yes no i don't yeah, <laughs> yeah but what if we said that for everything just google the translation and then Dave Wilkins and Rob Conkley, because that's Google. That's how Google told us to pronounce it. So that's what we run with. Google never lies. The internet maybe, never lies. Maybe we should, instead of using our own voices, we should just have Google read all of our stories. Would, would, is that what our listeners want? It, it does drive me crazy when like you see like a viral YouTube channel or a viral like TikTok page or something like that, where they only use the robot voice. I'm like, well, what am uh, I doing? Why did I buy this? <laughs> what is this microphone for? <laughs> Anyways, we got a bunch of them to jump into today. Uh, where are we going next, boys? Uh, dealer's choice. I don't care. We just did one of mine. We can do one of you guys on this one. Sounds good. Well, all of mine loaded up as Jesse Wilkins, Jesse Wilkins, Jesse Wilkins. So I don't know which one we're going to next, but I'll click on one of them and we'll see what happens. Yes. Let's jump into it. My husband and I went to look at homes in New Mexico. After two days on these tours, we took a day to explore the town. We came back to the hotel room sometime early in the afternoon just to relax. It was a standard hotel room, two queen beds, a dresser, and a desk with a mirror behind it, opposite the beds. Many times throughout our stay there, I felt cold spots like I was all of the sudden in a freezer. I chalked it up to the air conditioning turning on or that it was just blowing in a weird direction. While we were relaxing on one of the beds, my husband caught movement in the mirror and quickly looked up. He saw a man walking around my side of the bed from the head to the foot, then turned to walk to the side of the bed where my husband was on before he vanished. The man only existed in the mirror. My husband described him as a shadow of a person, as his shape was defined but there was no other features visible. We have two theories for the man. Either he was from the hotel, or he followed us from one of the 20-ish homes that we looked at, almost as if he was saying, 
You looked at where I live. Now I'm going to look at where you live. Thankfully, we haven't seen the man or experienced cold spots since returning home. But my husband and I still get chills any time we look into a mirror. Listener submitted ghost story from Valeris. Very that good. Almost, that was almost like um, the opposite of the way a vampire works, right? You can't see a vampire's reflection in the mirror, and this one only shows up in the mirror. Well, the other thing that it, um, here that I never thought of is going to like look at homes to buy and something following you home from there. Like, I, I just never even considered that possibility, I guess. And that's kind of what caught my attention with this particular story. Like, the, the this ghost itself is terrifying, but the reasoning behind it could be even scare. Like, why it's following you could be even scarier. I have considered that in the past when uh, Kate and I were looking at buying houses mm-hmm. when we bought our house that we live in now. We looked at a few that are really, really old. Uh, one of them was actually right near the Oliver house. And it was like, it was like a huge fixer upper, but I remember being in that house being like, we can't buy this because of how Kate is. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're just, we've been here for five minutes. She's already ready to sage the place. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like the, the root of that, because the possibilities are endless, right? It could be the hotel, which we've covered plenty of hotels on this show before, which could be Right. any sort of reasons, pretty much every hotel I would assume has some sort of death tie to it one way or another. And then, or it could be one of the 20 plus houses that they visited. So it's like, you have no idea, but thankfully the haunting didn't continue. But I mean, you, if you see something like that, I agree that every time you look into a mirror, that's, that's what you're thinking of, right? It's going to be hard yeah. to, uh, to not do that. Yeah. And I do think that's a good point by Tedious One. It's where they say it's wild because you can feel when a house is off. And I do agree with that. There are houses that I've walked into, at least, and not even ones that we've gone to for hauntings, but where you walk in, you're like, there's just something not quite right here, right? Absolutely. No, I, you definitely get that feeling, whether or not it's a haunting or what. And, um, Sorry, that threw me off. I love that Rob just completely left to fix <laughs> to fix his TV. But anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's interesting. And you, now it's like you almost want to go back and think like, which houses did you visit, and can you look into the history of all that? Because I'm sure you got some paperwork from doing. You know, if you're looking to buy a house, you got that. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm, possibly too much work. Yeah, especially houses that don't have like newspaper articles published about it, because you never know if it's just like some old guy passed away at some point that could he could be hiding it you know other right. other people could as well so or it's, if it's a new house built where an old house once stood type of situation yeah but shout out to valeris for that one that was a very uh very cool story and it had a lot of uh had a lot of layers to it so that is uh that's a tricky one yeah you usually don't get that with the whole the mirror thing right like you hear about hauntings and mirrors all the time it's become a horror movie trope really where they close the mirror, nothing's there. You expect it to be there, then boom, something still exactly. scares you. Where they've kind of tweaked that a little bit, but it's. Uh, you know what's what's interesting about this story and what we were kind of just talking about, where it's like you just get a feeling when you go into a place. She just said in the comments, "Here it is, right there." Uh, the hotel was a quality inn. It was literally just a normal hotel room, so probably not even getting haunted vibes when you first check in. But then you start seeing the haunting or seeing a, a shadow person in the mirror. That throws the whole thing off. Yeah, it's an interesting detail too, because it sounded like it was kind of exploring the room, and then 
the point that Valerius brought up too was crazy where it's like they had just gone and explored those houses. So if it was something that followed them back, which I'm assuming that's what it was, the fact that it kind of moved around, it seemed like it was kind of checking them out. And the point that she brought up was that it could have been, you know, just checking out their sleeping quarters. Like you saw where I slept. Now I'm going to see where you sleep or you saw where I live. Now I'm going to see where you live. So, so yeah, it's a creepy, creepy conclusion to come to for sure. Yeah, that is, uh, that's another really scary way to put it. Like I, you saw mine and now I'm going to see yours. As far as we know, those that was the end of the uh, the hauntings, which is uh, good news. So shall we get into the next story, gentlemen? I think we do. All right, let's do it. The story was submitted by Discord user Addy Autumn in Texas. I will tell you the story of my ex-boyfriend and his dealings with the demonic possession. It started about 15 years ago when I was attending college at Texas State University. I had met this guy on the dating app Plenty of Fish, and we had been dating about six months. One night, he was staying over at my apartment, but we had gotten into a fight, so he was sleeping on the floor while I slept in my bed. Around 3 a.m., I heard a loud laughing noise that woke me, so I turned on the light and saw my boyfriend on the floor, rocking back and forth, laughing uncontrollably. I tried snapping him out of it, but it didn't work. So I ran to my roommate's room, freaked out, but turns out she wasn't home that night. I went back to my room to find him back to normal, and he told me that he had something to tell me. He then explained that he had been possessed by a demon named Jezebeth, and the possession had been going on for about a year. A couple months later, we stayed at his grandmother's house, where he was living and decided to watch paranormal activity. As we were watching, I noticed a light flickering outside his bedroom door. His grandmother was not home as she was at a car show that night. We opened the door and realized all of the lights were flickering in the house. A few nights later, I was home alone and received a text message in Latin from my boyfriend who was at his grandmother's house and translated, it read, the sun of morning has returned and you will not be able to stop it. I called my boyfriend immediately and by his grogginess, I could tell he was asleep. He told me he had not sent any text messages. Over the course of the next few months, I witnessed things that nobody ever should. It got to the point where I had to keep salt around my bed and doors because I learned demons could not cross salt. There would be times that I would find a chair in the middle of my room and from experience learned that this meant that I would be talking to a demon soon enough. I would go into my room and my boyfriend would come in and sit in the chair, but it would not be my boyfriend. I would then be talking to one of the demons. By now, we realized there were many entities, not just Jezebeth. They would hurt me, say very disturbing things, bite me, hit me, etc. In that time, I had seen him levitate, speak fluent Latin, speak dead languages, have the ability to read my mind, change lights at a stop by snapping his fingers, walk through rain and not get wet. Shadow people would be seen in my house. Every kitchen cabinet would open on its own. Doors would slam. The TV would go to static before they would appear. I had bought religious candles, but they would always blow out. The list goes on. We even went ghost hunting once in a cemetery in Liberty Hill to see a witch's grave, and I asked at a voice recorder if they knew him. The response I got on the recorder was in a woman's voice. It said, we know him well. This went on for about a year before he was blessed by a priest. 
To this day, he has no memory of me or anything that happened while we were together. I am still traumatized from this experience and there is a lot more that happened, but I think might be too terrifying to share with the world. My advice to anyone dealing with this is seek a priest immediately and do not wait. Well, that one might take the cake. We'll see what happens, but that was horrifying. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. Of, I, I am. There, we'll take a little bit of solace in the fact that all you have to do is just spice your demon up with a little bit of uh, seasoning to yeah. get rid of them. Yeah, best, to, best to have seasoned demons, I guess. Uh, that was an alarming story, and I hope whoever was that, an, that was an anonymous one. No, it wasn't anonymous. It was um, the I don't know this person's I don't know a real name, but it was Addy Autumn in our Discord. Oh, okay. Well, hope you're doing okay. And sorry you had to go through that. That had levels of disturbingness that uh, made me pretty uncomfortable. Obviously, demons and abuse and all that kind of stuff. That is a that's a rough one. Yeah, that's a rough one. One interesting detail about this one was the text message that came through in Latin that was translated to the son of morning has returned and you will not be able to stop it. I was looking into that reference a little bit and the I know Lucifer was referred to as the herald of the dawn because he was uh, associated with the brightest star in the sky, which is Venus. But um, so it's interesting for that to say the uh, son of the morning. Maybe mm. the son of the devil. Is somebody chopping carrots in the background of someone's room? Oh, is is that you? Is that fireworks. Your fireworks? Yeah. Is that fireworks? Oh, okay. All right. We were prepared for this. We gave out a warning. I was sitting here. Like, what is this noise? It sounds like someone just has a dinner plate and they're just <laughs> yeah, no, picking they're it up and dropping it. It's, it's got to be one of my neighbors because it's like right outside my window. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, what what I found interesting was the fact that the 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 guy that was possessed had no memory of of her at all not even just like of what happened of some of the things that happened but just completely didn't know who she was at all at the end like that's that's alarming yeah because you're saying that he wasn't there for however long they were dating how long was he taken over before it, like there, there's a lot of scary stuff going on in this particular story. Yeah, and if you do the math out, she had said that they had been dating for about six months when it started, and it went on for about a year. So you figure this this guy might have lost a year and a half of his life regarding memory. Yeah, I wish that we could. Uh, I'm just curious, like what his the last thing he remembered versus like when he started remembering again. Like what is that? Because that's that's got to be alarming for him too, if that's the case, right? Like, mm -hmm. you just not remembering over a year and a half of your life, like, and you're worn in the hospital or anything. You just one day went to bed, one day woke up, and now you just it is what it is. Like, it's terrifying. There are yeah, there was so many elements to this that were that were terrifying. I mean, you had languages that were being spoken, dead languages that were being spoken. You had. You had so many different things that happened. Levitation. Uh, he would walk through rain and not get hit by any of the raindrops. Yeah, I want that. Can I get possessed with yeah. just that? Like, Dave, we had to coach a football game yesterday, and we were. Uh, it was torrentially downpouring. And uh, that would have been nice. It would have been nice to be possessed just for a little bit. Just for a little. If you could just pick and choose, like, the symptoms of your possession. <laughs> just that. Just that. Like no, an all-card menu. <laughs> I guess speaking other languages is fun too. I'm not. I've been trying to learn 
Greek for like eight months now. I got like three words memorized. I've actually watched you take these lessons. You you try so hard. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter. You put the effort in. Like I watch you put so much effort in to do these lessons. I do. It's it's impressive, actually. Yep. Thanks. It's not impressive (laughs) because I'm not doing well. Anyways, uh, (laughs) so thank you for that one. That that story was... uh, our story was just, I don't know if it's going to get more disturbing. And, and the video is great too, Dave. So for those audio listeners, make sure you swing it over to YouTube. Check out the YouTube channel and watch that video because I uh, don't know if we're going to get a creepier one than that. But we have a few more lined up and I'm excited to watch the rest. So, uh, Rob, why don't we do one of yours? Yeah, why don't we get into this one by Sarah R. I go night fishing with my fiance quite often. We have a spot that we like to use most of the time on a dock. The dock is at the far end of the lake, surrounded by woods with a dirt trail that leads to it. One side of the wooded area has a hill with a house at the top about a quarter mile up. The other side leads to the water's edge. This particular night, it was overcast with no moon, so it was darker than usual. As we were fishing, I heard movement in the woods, so I turned my flashlight in the direction I thought the noise came from. Nothing was there, so I kept fishing. After a little bit, I heard something again, so I pointed my flashlight in about the same direction as before. Yet again, there was nothing, so I started shining my light along the path of the trail. A few feet from where I started, in between the trees up from the trail, I could see a human-like figure that was all white, head to toe. It looked like it was wearing one of those green screen bodysuits, but white. It did not acknowledge us at all, and disappeared into a thick grove of trees not far from the dock entrance. What I thought was so strange was that I could not see this all-white figure in the pitch black without my flashlight. My fiancé was facing that direction the entire time and did not see it. I did not say anything to him when I noticed it. I wish I would have, but I was a little freaked out. I did not see it the rest of the time we were there, but as we continued to fish, I couldn't get it out of my head that it was somewhere lurking in the heavy brush staring at us while we fished from the dock. Story submitted by Sarah R. Forgot I had that fancy little animation. I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be a good Ooh. buffer to get us back on screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, very cool story. Another OG, Sarah R. I like that one. And the OG. Someone who hates fishing so much to even talk about fishing in one of your videos. That's just... That's, just That's stuff. how much I respect Sarah R. Sarah R. was our very first Patreon member. And my hatred for fishing, <laughs> the absolute despicable act, very boring, awful. I don't know if I've said it's awful yet, but fishing is awful. I, I've laid that aside to tell Sarah R.'s story to the world, so... That's, that's so how much brave. I respect Sarah R. That's so brave of you, Rob. I, I am a very brave person. People have seen it. Rob is afraid of fish. I'm not afraid of fish. You are afraid of fish, Rob. You are afraid of deep sea creatures, and that includes fish. I mean, some fish. There's 
there's terrifying fish out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen terrifying fish. They do terrifying things. We haven't even seen every type of fish. Do we want to get into the ocean discussion again? I don't think we do. Mm, I don't know. It is pretty interesting. It's terrifying. You know where I would recommend that you don't observe deep sea fish? It's in a yes. tiny little submarine. Oh, that's yep. right. We talked about those guys last time, I think. Didn't, Didn't work, work out, out mm-hmm. so good. No. No, but th- this one was interesting because she said at first she wasn't she didn't think it was like a ghost because of just like just how solid the the creature was. So she's not positive it was a ghost. She doesn't really know what it was. But the detail that really stuck out was how it was all white but it looked like it was wearing like the green screen suits. Like that's how like tight the body was as it moved through the brush and it didn't acknowledge them it was almost like stalking them without stalking them and then it just disappears and if you're out on a dock at night and you're seeing that <laughs> like uh probably a good time to quit fishing for the rest of your life to be honest <laughs> that that is that's another like weird one that's very different that's why i love doing these two is like we get so many hauntings that are not like others Mm-hmm. I do find them find them very intriguing. Yeah, and she hasn't seen it since, but if she felt like it was still there that night. And what I should have asked her, and I will eventually, is does she still go to this spot and does she still get that feeling that she's being watched while she's there? Yeah, I don't think I think even if I saw a ghost, it would not stop me from going fishing. I would continue to go. And if I had my own spot that was like a great spot for fishing, I would uh I guess it would depend on how scary the situation was with the ghost, but it would be hard for me to abandon that if I had something going there. Yeah, well, you like to do terrible things, so I don't, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, like I hang out with you a lot, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Unfortunate for all parties involved. We don't even hang out anymore because we we just we do the no show and we just hate each other so much. <laughs> our our hatred for each other grows second by second. In the group it's, chat. It's mostly just work when we do hang out because it's like, well, we could do this or we could just go investigate a haunted location because we should probably be doing that in all our free time anyways, which is fine because it is still a ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. We'd hang out before the podcast anyways. That is yeah, true. That's that also true. true. Yeah. I think we hop into another story here. Yeah. Let's jump into one of yours, Jesse. All right. I don't know what it is, but we're going to watch it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Listener submitted ghost story, Joe R., My son has autism. In his second to last year in high school, he was really starting to struggle with his health. He was having the most horrible nightmares and was seeing a dark figure crouching in the corner watching him. I could feel negative vibes in his room, but couldn't see it or sense if it was a deceased person, which normally I could tell. It escalated to where he would wake up and see the dark shadow leaning over him and screaming at him. I tried smudging, light work, and prayers, but nothing was working. My best friend is a non-practicing Wiccan, and while we were out together, we bumped into her friend, who is a Wiccan high priestess. First, she asked me who was with me, as he put one hand on her shoulder as well as mine when we started chatting. It was my beloved granddad, who was always around me when I need him, and now I think he made sure that we would connect together so she could help. She gave me a few messages from him which were things that she never could have known. She then asked about the shadow figure in my son's room. I had told no one about anything that had been happening, but she knew. I chatted with her trying to figure out what it was, 
we figured out it wasn't elemental, and also that the entity had never been a living human being. What she told me was that someone had manifested the shadow figure out of anger towards me. I had left a horribly violent domestic relationship where my ex used our son to control me so it seemed fit. The shadow figure had been obsessed with my son and seemed to latch onto him. We both changed how we reacted to what was happening. By not being fearful and ignoring whatever it was doing seemed to take away any power that it had. And thankfully, this isn't an issue that we have anymore. But I've never heard of this happening before until it happened to us. Welcome back. So that one was sent in from Joe R. And that one is one that I felt like I wanted a lot more details on. So it's Mm -hmm. a pretty scary haunting, a very scary haunting shadow figure crouching in the room. And then it's just, and then the next, uh, the next episode is it's like standing over her son screaming at him. That's terrifying stuff. It's always more terrifying when you have a kid involved too, because as an adult, not that there's, any way to really rationalize a haunting, it's hard to you know wrap a, a rational mind around something like that because it's something that we truly don't understand. But when you have a child, I think that makes it even more alarming. Well, yeah, it, was, it was really interesting that the entity they said was not a living human before, that it was manifested. So that's what caught my attention the most in the story for the haunting. It's like, oh, that's different. It almost kind of reminded me of the Babadook a little bit in a way. Like, mm-hmm. obviously not the same story, but but in the sense that this thing has manifested around them and it's it's just like this really creepy thing because if it's not a living, wasn't a living person, is it now demonic because it was manifested? Was it a demonic manifestation or... Are we just looking at a manifestation of evil based on, you know, the feelings of a person in their life before? Like, how do you how do you deal with that? Luckily, they did. It seems like they're not having these issues anymore. But, man, like, where do you even begin? Yeah, it seems like Joe knows the right kind of people to deal with that kind of stuff. And I'm not an expert and when it comes to, like, shamans or high priestesses or uh, Wiccans or whatever kind of people were involved in that situation. But if it resolved the situation that I'm very happy for you and I'm very happy for your son, because that sounds like a very traumatic experience. And I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I would do there. That's, that's a very, very scary one. I, ho- I hope it didn't last too long and it sounds like they got it fixed up, but the, it, there was a lot of interesting things in there, which is why I kind of, I like, if this was a book, I would love to read this book. Mm-hmm. And because I want like all the little details. Like you even had the ghost of her grandfather involved in that story where basically when she met with the high priestess, the first thing I, I believe that he said to her and forgive, or she said to her, forgive me if I'm getting these, the story a little mixed up, but was basically like, Oh, and who is this that's joining us basically. And it's just ghost of granddad putting his uh, hand out and putting it on both their shoulders. Like, you know, everything's gonna be all right. And I guess uh, her grandfather's ghost was a, uh, a positive one who always seems to show up in the time of need. And this is obviously a big time of need. So there, there's a lot that goes on, that goes on with this story and a lot of people that, that helped them out of that situation. So it's good to hear. And it's um, man, it's like, if, if you don't believe in hauntings and you hear stories like this, it's like, well, 
it's it's tricky for to try to debunk stuff like that in my opinion but it's also nice to hear that there was actually a resolution because we don't owe like a lot of times we don't hear that there's a resolution sometimes the hauntings just stop but you don't know why uh but this one it seems like there was an actual you know ending point to it which is great yep absolutely i do want to uh joe's in chat right now how, how long ago did this take place if you don't mind me asking joe you just drop it in chat we'll read it out when you pop up but that is uh that was that one very unsettling one but a happy ending if you will yes. so that's always a good thing for sure yeah a resolution at the very least all right let's jump into another one let's get into this one by well not by dave but dave put it together and I, uh, I brokered it brokered it nailed the deal he, he, he put it all <laughs> together all right let's jump into it this series of events began in the deep south in 2008 and was sent in anonymously when i was 20 i moved into an extremely rundown apartment building they were absolutely horrendous there were cockroach infestations gun violence, no air conditioning or heat, basically all the ingredients for a miserable summer in the deep south. It was a huge thing for me to get out on my own, however, and this was the place where I ended up. And it was here that I would hear things, smell things, feel things, and eventually see things. I wish I never went there. Almost immediately I would feel strange things. When I was alone, I would occasionally feel something touching my legs or my arms or my back. I rarely had visitors because I didn't want anyone in my house and I didn't want anybody to mess it up. I had my TV, multiple alarm clock radios, and stereos turn on and off by themselves in different rooms at different times. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I had made sure to check the outlets and none of them were faulty. I actually had an electrician come out and check them one time to verify. There's a saying in the South, which I've always abided by. It goes, if you hear your name being called, never answer by yelling back. Always walk to where you hear it and answer the person face to face. Because if you answer and no one's there, a spirit can mimic your voice and they will use it against you. I would constantly hear my name being called from other rooms of the house, knowing that I have been alone for hours or days by that point. The voices ranged from whispers to full-blown yelling. It was terrifying knowing that you were alone in an apartment, hearing your name being called while you were taking a shower. I felt like I was going insane. At least two to three nights a week, I would have my name yelled into my ear, waking me from a dead sleep. Then, I started waking up with scratches and bruises that had no explanation. I was a solitary Wiccan then, so I reached out to the local library for some sort of binding ritual to keep me safe from whatever was haunting me. I had no internet access at the time. I performed the ritual and bound the entities into a hot water closet. For a few months, it worked. Whatever it was couldn't get out. It slammed against the door, rattled the doorknob, but couldn't escape. That is, until I had somebody come over and accidentally break the seal to look inside. It was at this point my life took a drastic turn for the worse. A few nights later, around midnight, I heard something rattling my front doorknob like somebody was trying to get in. But I knew it was locked and deadbolted. I came into the room and yelled at whomever was on the other side of the door, Hey, you got the wrong door. If you don't stop, 
I'll call the police. It sounded like somebody was trying to get their key in the deadbolt while rattling the door. Click. The deadbolt unbolted. Click. The doorknob unlocked. I started backing up, realizing somebody was about to enter my apartment. I had my phone in my hand, wrapped up in a blanket, watching as the door crept open. What I saw wasn't human. It filled the doorway, tall broad shoulders, yellow eyes, ears on top of its head. I later surmised it was either a demon or a werewolf. I ran out the back door and called the police. They found me over a mile down the road, hiding behind a trash can. The police told me that there was no B&E and the door was deadbolted shut. They had to make their entrance through the back door. Nothing was taken, but something was left behind. There were three long gouges, scratched into the front door. Very wow. cool. Very cool. Well, terrifying. I guess. I guess cool, cool. cool to cover, not cool to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> cool that you were scared into an alley and hiding behind a trash can. That must have been really enjoyable. <laughs> we're so happy that that happened to you, <laughs> according to Jesse. <laughs> no, that that was a terrifying one. And a situation where you don't know whether it's a, a demon, which you'd think would probably be worst case scenario, or something else, some sort of other creature or intruder. And, and it's a problem that you thought you solved by binding it into your closet, which kind of feels like a Band-Aid of a fix, honestly, right? Mm. If you have a, uh, I, I feel like you'd, you'd want to try and get rid of that entity permanently, but... I wouldn't know how to do that. So I guess banishing it into a uh, closet would be probably like the next best situation until you get one of your nosy friends who opens it. I hope I find out that one of you have a spare bind into your closet and I can go open it up. And Kate, I'm coming over to let all the ghosts out. Just we do have a know. poltergeist binded into a Dybbuk box. That's true. I'm going to come open it at your house. Your wife is going to go berserk. Yeah, she wouldn't like that. She, she loves very upset. <laughs> She's very she into it. Do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is terrifying. And, and I the one thing that kind of stood out to me is like you ever hear like one little line and it's like you just know that feeling in the beginning of the story when you said well, obviously when the, the anonymous source said, I wish I never moved here. Like my stomach dropped a little bit during that line because I know that feeling like per, maybe not moving somewhere, but like going somewhere. It's like, man, I wish I just didn't do this for whatever reason. So you can kind of feel that sense when you hear like little phrases like that. And then everything yeah. else that just happens is crazy. Yeah. And it's one thing to, to go to a place temporary and say, I wish I didn't go here. It's another thing to actually move to a place and say, mm -hmm. I wish I didn't live here because you're bound to this place, essentially, whether you have a lease or if you have a mortgage that ties you to it. And then it's a wholly, an entirely different level if you're looking at this retrospectively and it already happened and ended and still say, I wish that never happened to me. Because that means that you're still carrying baggage from this, that this has still scarred you in one way or another. So a lot of... Uh, yeah. A lot of different um, layers to this one that was very scary and unsettling. And we also 
we've talked about this before because this is like one of those stories where you could say to the person, well, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Right. And I know for the three of us, we've all been there. We all kind of moved out on our own when we were relatively young. And it's like, you can't just leave when you're, especially when you're that young, it's your first place. You don't usually, I mean, there are people that do, but based on the story, we, we know like you can't just pick up and be like, well, I guess I'll just go to this apartment now, or like, I'll just go here. Yeah. It's, the way it's so much easier said than done in all, yeah. in so many cases. The way that the story was told to it was that this place was pretty much a slum. And if you are living in a situation like that, if you just had the option to move, I think you would do that, despite it was whether it was haunted or not. So, right. like, if you lived in a place with like terrible internet, yeah, it's not like so easy just stuff. to get out and move. Yeah, it's just not easy, <laughs> especially after you just cut your house in half. <laughs> Did you make sure that they didn't cut the internet feed right in half too? Yeah, uh, the problem. Yeah, I'm See, sorry. The, the, the internet loves us when we start talking shit about Dave because as soon as we start talking shit about him, then his internet connection gets better and he gets more and more clear just so we can see how uneasy he gets when we start talking about it. Just <laughs> the roll of the eyes. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, it's clearer now. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that, that that's a good one. Possible werewolf story. Mm-hmm. So we can address that as well. Well, well I, I don't. I think like from from the sounds of it, it's not a werewolf, right? Like from what what I think that the person is saying, like, Sometimes our mind just like when it sees something, it goes to like the closest rational thing, like not rational, but closest thing that it's ever associated with that look. Yeah. A werewolf might be one of the least rational things, but <laughs> I understand but, what you're saying. But I'm just saying like because of the, the presentation of this of this creature, it probably looked like a werewolf, like this demonic being, because you're not having a werewolf just unlock the door from the other side. There has to be something else going on here. So when it appears, it probably has that look, but you don't really, you're just don't know what, how to process it. And you're probably not looking at it for too long, right? If you see that and you take off, it's probably like a quick look, like, all right, peace out. I'm out of here. And that's where they, you know, found this person down the street because they had to get out of the, out of that house. Yeah. You don't exactly stick around in that situation and make a composite sketch. That's right. for sure. Uh, a lot of people were asking where this story took place. Dave, do you have a location? Uh, it was one of the Carolinas. Okay, gotcha. Your connection looks great now, by the way. Okay. That's Glad wonderful. That's wonderful. Papa Squatch just confirming that Bigfoot does not break into your house. He is the <laughs> expert, and we believe him. Big, so. Bigfoot just wants to be left alone. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I thought of when you posted that adorable picture of that thing in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. So well, You get what AI gives you. Yes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So... All right, what story are we hopping to next, boys? All right, we'll get into my last one that I did here. And this is from the original Rachel B. So we opened with the other Rachel B. And we have Rachel B here. So let's get Mm -hmm. into this. Not many people have heard of the great swamp here in Rhode Island, but the locals know it very well. Back in 1675, it was home to one of the bloodiest battles per capita in U.S. history during the King Philip's War. It's often referred to as the Great Swamp Massacre. Since then, it's been said to be haunted. And our family has found that out firsthand far too many times. It started simple by riding on the bike path there 
but every time I did, I would get an uneasy feeling. And then things escalated. They would escalate so bad that my sister and brother-in-law have a self-imposed rule that neither are no longer allowed to go there. The first time they went, they brought my dog with them. Unfortunately, our dog dropped dead. He wasn't old. He wasn't sick. And no one quite knew how or why it happened. The second time going, my brother-in-law's mother had a seizure while driving and ended up crashing into a house. Luckily, she somehow ended up being fine after going through all of this. Our families were in shock, and we even began to joke about the spirits of the Great Swamp must hate our families. Upon some digging afterwards, though, we were able to discover that both of our families can be traced back to the war in some fashion. We understand this could be a coincidence, but there's also the chance that it's something supernatural. One thing's for sure, we don't plan to return to the Great Swamp to find out. Story submitted by Rachel B. Shout out to Rachel B for that one. Another OG just down yeah. the street in Rhode Island. I almost went there today. I almost went there today because it's illegal to purchase fireworks in Massachusetts. And I was like, I kind of yeah. want some fireworks for tomorrow. But then I found out that there was a ton of people. They had state troopers stationed along the border and they were Always. just pulling over everybody that, would, that had Massachusetts place that was going back over. And That's I was like, like, literally what they do in every state. Like every time you try to go to, you ever try to go to New Hampshire, they do the same thing. They have you. It just is just, it is the way of the world. Yeah. What if you throw it in the trunk? Are they legally allowed to search the trunk? If they see you loaded in, they can probably do. But uh, yeah, if you get pulled over, you just, they say, can we search the trunk? You say no. And, okay. And that's the, that's the end of that. Yeah. I just didn't want to risk it. So I, I think probably better to go before July 3rd. Don't be a procrastinator like me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that one was a pretty creepy one from one of the OGs, Rachel B. Yeah. I actually might want to dive into this a bit more in the future. Because we have a whole location here. We have the Great Swamp in Rhode Island and South Kingston. So we obviously get this very personal story from Rachel. Mm-hmm. But if she's experiencing hauntings, I was looking through and I did see that there was other hauntings experienced at the Great Swamp. And if you were actually watching the video, um, sorry to the audio listeners, but at the end, that monument was actually a monument in like honor of the battle of the Great Swamp Massacre. So that is at the Great Swamp, and you can go there and take a look at that. But it's a it's a crazy story. Like, having your dog just drop dead would be devastating with no Obviously, explanation. Yeah. Like, it would be the worst. It, it just, it would, it would drive me crazy to, like, have that happen. It would tear me up. And then you, every time they go there, something else happens to their family. So they don't go anymore. Like to have to put a self-imposed exile on something, because every time you go there, something happens and you're not sure why that's, that's uh, pretty terrifying. It's alarming. And that's one where it's like, it's Rhode Island. So it's close enough to us where if we were doing an episode on it, we would just go there. No, it's like, mm-hmm. do I want to not bring in the dog? I'll tell you, I'm not bringing the dog on that yeah. one just in case, you know? So yeah, that's, uh, that's sad. Sorry to hear. Never yeah. And Rachel's, yeah. In the chat right now, she actually says there's a lot of people who say they feel like they're being watched when they're walking around that swamp. So 
uh, yeah, we might we might want to dive deeper into that one in the future. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I mean, we could definitely look into it. I mean, if there was a great massacre that happened, then that's that's the history you can tie to it and see what we can do about maybe doing some sort what? of investigation there. What a weird phrasing. And I'm not saying you, but like people say it, there was a great massacre. It's a weird Yeah, same thing when something like really bad happens where people are like, wow, that is amazing or like remarkable. I'm like, those yeah. kind of feel like positive words. But then again, like World War One was called the Great War until World War Two happened and they changed it to World War One. So it is, I mean, it's not like, wow, that was such a great war, dude. We had so much fun. It was such it's, a it's good time. A, it's an example of how words have evolved to to not really mean what they used to mean before. Great is an example of one of them. So is remarkable. Remarkable originally just meant worthy of a remark. That could be good or bad. So right. it's just, you know, people use them in a positive way for so long that they just, they right. change meanings basically. Yeah. It's, I mean, you'd listen to any like, or read like any Shakespeare and stuff and some of the words that are used, you're like, why, what we've evolved this word so far away from what it used to mean 400 years ago. It's, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Like, true. Obviously Shakespeare was pretty good, but <laughs> I have some- for me, it's like 80% of the sentence. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what this sentence means. Never mind, just one word. I'm like, it's like, There's no way he meant that. Yeah. I, I shed thought she- do was, is, has been for yesterday, wast. I'm like, wast is a word? Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. I thought this was going another place. I thought Jesse was going to be like, you know, Shakespeare is pretty good, but let me lay out my five-act play for you right now that I just wrote. And, in uh, a British accent. And I was here for it. I was ready. Of course. I was ready for it. Always. Well, sorry to disappoint, but that's not going to be the next video that I play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's hop into that one. This one, I believe the last one I have here is an anonymous submission. So let's hop into that one. Anonymous submission, Cannonville, Utah. I was a young child when my grandmother passed away. It was a difficult time for me, as I had always been close to her. We used to spend hours together, sharing stories and playing games. I missed her so much, and her absence left a void in my heart. Little did I know, she would return in a way I never could have imagined. Shortly after her passing, strange things would happen. It started with small, unexplainable occurrences. A knock on the window in the middle of the night, her objects moving from one place to another. At first, I dismissed them as my own imagination playing tricks on me, but as time went on, these incidents became more frequent and undeniable. I have never dreamt of my grandmother before her passing, but one night, I did. In this dream, my grandmother was standing at the foot of my bed. Grandma, I whispered, with my voice trembling. Yes, sweet child, it's me, she said. I was relieved to see her, and in this dream, we talked for what felt like hours. She told me stories just like she used to, and gave me advice that only a grandmother could really provide. I cherished these moments, and woke from this dream, relieved but also sad. Over the following weeks, she continued to visit me in my dreams. As these visits continued, I noticed something was a little bit off. It started with a strange distortion in her voice. I couldn't shake the feeling that something wasn't right, but still I desperately clung to hope that this was truly my grandmother, and that my fears were unfounded. One night we sat together in my room and she looked at me and smiled, but her smile grew larger and larger and turned into what looked like a menacing grin, and her eyes were glowing with some sort of strange light. I was terrified, and it really became clear this wasn't my grandmother, but something more sinister pretending to be her. 
In what I thought was my dream, I started screaming for my parents. And sure enough, they came bursting into my room, and the ghost of what I thought was my grandmother vanished. My parents ran over to me and embraced me, and I kept waiting to wake up. But it became clear that this wasn't a dream, and whatever I saw in my room was real, and it was not the ghost of my grandmother. What a great last story to end on, because the olds are terrifying. That's <laughs> what we call them here, the olds. <laughs> and uh, the, the visuals in that were really, really haunting. Yeah, I would, uh, um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I would go back, watch this on YouTube. But if you only want to watch one of the videos, the visuals on this one particularly really stand out, in my opinion. Yeah, that one... Uh... That one was very creepy. So a lot of those old lady images I generated on AI, which made it even more creepy. And I immediately just cleared my AI his uh, generated history. I'm like, goodbye, goodbye. Don't want to look at you anymore. Don't want to look at you anymore. This was uh, yeah, very, very creepy. Um, what, a, what, a, what a terrifying story. And it kind of progressed and like things just started going off. And at first you're like, this is a great story. Grandma's coming by and visiting. And a, a lot of us get visited by relatives we've heard it a lot of times we're like oh yeah my grandmother would come to be in my dreams shortly after they died it's a very mm. common haunting too is that a grandmother or a, a, anyone a, you know any kind of loved one they will come back especially if they have like one more message to give you right they have some sort of unfinished business and they want to tell you something that they would have wanted to tell you before they died and then a lot of times those hauntings stop and you just no longer get visited by them in your dreams and this one took a turn that i wasn't expecting which was hey buddy that's not your grandma you know, this is something that is pretending to be your grandmother. And also, you're probably not dreaming in any of these scenarios. And that became apparent in the the last one. And there were some details that I left out, but one of them was that they think that the this was the end of the haunting. They had never seen it again. They think that because their parents broke into the room and this was the first time their parents had been there when it was going on, that their love, like their actual show of affection may have driven it away. And when they, you know, it's something along those lines. That was why that this this person thinks that the haunting had stopped at that point, or that it's it, the 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 it was exposed at that point. Like, oh, you figured me out. I'm not actually grandma. So those kind of ones kind of creep me out, and they make me think that maybe that was something demonic trying to earn your trust by presenting itself as someone that you trust. And we've seen that before as well. Almost, almost like um, you hear that's the the concept of if you get a demon to speak its name it like it weakens so like once you expose it basically you you're taking away some of its power exactly that's, that's what why it, there. yeah exactly in, in demonic possessions it's a little bit different but in demonic possessions like once the exorcist figures out what demon they're dealing with that's usually like when it starts to go downhill for the demon where basically they're able to weaken it at that point because a lot of times they'll be they'll keep they'll keep asking present yourself what is your name who are you tell me your name tell me your name and a lot of times it just keeps mimicking or keeps taunting during possessions anyways and it will not give up its name but it seems like once it does that's kind of the end mm -hmm. was there a point in the story where it gave up its name no but which is why it's not a direct correlation to this but it is you know, that that's just something there. But I think it's, it has to do with the fact that when it was basically exposed, that it was not actually the grandmother. That's why it was kind of when it, it apparently became either uninterested or um, or just decided to stop haunting. Hopefully, hopefully this story was actually relatively 
well, not that recent, but obviously it was a child who is not a child anymore. So within the last 20 years, I would, I would say, judging by the age of the anonymous submitter. Right. Um, if it was a demon, though, they have no concept for time. So they could it could just come back in 20 years. Yep. Hopefully not. Or hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully not as one of the olds, because <laughs> that makes it even more creepy, right? Yeah, we, we don't need to do any more of the olds around. Like, I see enough of them ruining the grocery stores with their with their slow carts or or just ruining the grocery store with their actual vehicle just driving <laughs> right through <laughs> very damaging oh my god we love you we love you olds but uh we need we need to just we need to come to an arrangement where you're not at these stores when i'm at these stores thanks that's so much to ask for that's what yeah. to ask for. Rodan right, here so says got... demons freely give their names if you ask, which uh, you hear that in a lot of stories about demonic possessions. But I think that when you were saying that when a demon will, once it gives it its name, that's what it's like relinquishing power. I think that was a theory of Theophilus Reisinger, who was a who was an exorcist who did the Anna Eklund exorcist, and that was mm. his belief. Which uh, he's an exorcist. He yeah, I've heard that things. in a, a few exorcism cases about that. I'm not sure if it was the same source that you have there, but e- either way, that seems to be kind of common, uh, common belief among exorcists. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it very well could be widely debated in the religious community whether or not that's the uh, sign that things are going in the right way for the for the exorcists. Yeah, uh, and says that the youngs are not much better. If it's a demon, so yes, yeah, so I almost forgot. <laughs> That's a good point. Not, not big fans of the child <laughs> demons. That's true. I'm just always like slightly alarmed because I want everyone to be safe, but also like blown away by some of the stories that we get from our listeners. And obviously, we can't cover all of them in every single listener episode. We still have a ton in the Discord, and you can go read them yourself in the Discord. And we also get them in the email and stuff like that. But it just uh it, it's just it's always so crazy to read all of these stories and hear them yeah and thank you guys so much for sending them in and like i said like like that one i think we had one other anonymous one if you just want to send it over and say please don't use my name just do it anonymously and you actually still want to have it shared we'll absolutely do that and we appreciate that for sure so hometown ghost stories at gmail.com you can send us an email and we will read it and we will try to at least respond. But even if we don't respond right away, we did read it. I promise you that. We uh, Absolutely. Sometimes are not always the best at responding immediately. So, but I'm very good at leaving a fire emoji on it, so which just tells you that I did, I did read it, and I thought it was fire. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks, Jesse. No problem. So tell us about this giveaway that we're doing. Oh, I'm yes. Not paying attention whatsoever, but I did build the wheel for it, so we are going to give away. Beautiful. What are you doing, so shirt? you were giving away a shirt. So the, the one catch is you have to pick from the sizes that we have in stock. Not every size is in stock, but we did what you this can thing. do. What you can do is if we don't have your size in stock and you win, we are placing another order and you can let us know if you want one of the new T-shirts and we'll just order whatever size you want. So also that new logo that we kind of played incessantly at the end of that transition screen, because I figured out that was much smoother to get our cameras back on screen fast was that that is a, a new logo that's going to be available on hats or shocker. It took us this long, but we're going to do black snapbacks, which apparently Shocking. we might even try wearing them yeah. on the show. Who knows? Know. Probably, probably it doesn't work for us, really. 
But that logo looks pretty damn cool on a hat. So we're going to do that. And also uh, a, another one with just the ghost. And then we're also going to switch up the design on the shirts and everything. So um, we're not switching the full logo. Our logo is still our logo. But just for some merch reasons, we're just simplifying it for some of the merch. The new logo is so cool. If you guys haven't noticed, it's the HTGS acronym, right? For hometown ghost stories. And then it has a little circle in the middle with a ghost. And it actually spells out G-H-O-S-T. If you do, if you go in an N shape and that was, if you, if you draw a pentagram on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you summon a demon while looking at this logo, it spells ghost. So, mm-hmm. you know, at your own risk, just imagine so, how many demons I summoned while I was designing. It's crazy. Here, here it is one more time for you guys. And you all have a demon. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Because you Audio all just listeners. started doing this on the screen and, you know. Audio listeners are so lucky. Yes. So lucky. So this giveaway, we, you had to leave a five-star review and a written one either on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, which we figured out how to read now, <laughs> or you could have left one on YouTube as well. So if you did that and you posted in the giveaway section on Discord, you were eligible for this. So we have a wheel and we're going to spin it. And the winner of the wheel gets to pick their T-shirt. So let's take a look, Jesse, and spin the wheel. Pulling it up. It's coming. And spin. Though there it is. There's Dave's dumb face. All right. So we have everybody on the wheel. We confirmed this wheel, and we are going to spin it, and the winner will get a T-shirt. And here it goes. It's going around. Dave's spinning around. He's getting tired. That's why his internet's always messed up. And it is uh, Anna Lou wins the T-shirt. So Anna. Why don't you uh, shoot one of us a message? Let us know what you want to do for a shirt, and we'll uh, get you one over there. Almost got it, Ricardo. Ricardo, you were so close on that. I thought it was going to sneak on over to you. Not enough momentum in that. It's been a long week, so, you know, the wheels are a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to probably do it for us. Do you guys have anything you want to bring up? Do we know where we're going next week? No. Am I up? Yep. Yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I got locked <laughs> in, all written, ready to go. I'm prepared. Classic, Jesse. Um, if I am not here next week, I apologize, but uh, good things are happening if I'm not here. So, Oh, yeah, that's true. I couldn't set it better myself. Yes. Rob is going to Las Vegas only to go to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. That's his plan. Yeah. And I'm going to see if I can lock myself in it for 180 days and uh, make sure that Zach doesn't kick me out. I'm that's sure the only reason to let you do it, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, so Jesse's up with an episode next week. He just, he knows where we're going. He just does not want you guys to know. He wants to be a surprise. You ever that's heard of Chernobyl? <laughs> part two, but only about the nuclear reactor. <laughs> Which was also part one, but part two... Even more about it. We're going to deep, deep dive, deep dive. No, I don't Beautiful. know where we're going, but uh, side content is going to be a new special side content episode, which I'm excited to get into. Yes. And that's going to be fun. Yeah, we're calling it Ghost in Print for now. Name pending. We may change that in the future. Who knows? So we like to work in the title. Maybe we should ask the chat. Yeah, if you come up with a name for it for us. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing is... I come across a lot of ghost stories from newspapers from back in the day. 
late 1800s, early 1900s. And we are going to share four to five of these during these side content episodes. And it's going to be a little bit more raw. We're going to have a discussion as we read them out. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sounds like fun. So if you got a better if you got a better name for it, let us know what you think it should be called. Yes. So that's that. Uh, let's thank our patrons real quick for one. our VIPs, yeah. aka the Church of Bucky McHat Elders, Old Town Ghost Stories. Ooh, I do kind of like that. Hmm. Mm. That's at the top of my list for now. Anyways, uh, Allison V. We have Jeannie R. Lisa J. Mallory K. Mike Oubliet Blake. Peach Smoothie. Robert H. Demon King. And Inspires Gaming. Thank you guys for being VIPs. For our Warren's Wards, we have 32 DRC. Ambie Rose. Anna C. Chris C. Donnie N. Elizabeth Young. Eric John Sutton. Lily. We have Jake V. Janice G. Marfire. Matthew T. Papa Squatch. Rachel B. Sandy C. I'm sorry. That's Randy C. Wow. So that's not his name. Anyways, Randy C. We have Sarah Cook, Stephanie A., Sydney B., the other Rachel B., Al Capone. I will say this, Randy. If you have anyone in your family named Sandy, they just got a free shout out and they owe me 10 bucks. Coast Pirate Mafia, we have Al Capone. We also have Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxed. Wait a second. He updated his name to make it even longer. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about setting a character limit, and because we didn't take it seriously, it took advantage. Anyway, we have Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur. We have Alicia Espinosa. We have Anthony T. Brandon W. Brandon B. Captain McSlugs. Kath Q. Cody G. Huska. Huska. Castle Huggy Bear. Joe Roberts. Uh, Kira Lee, J. Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare. We have Soph, Hooper, and Swanee. And a few of those patrons actually bumped up their tiers this week. So thank you so much and enjoy all the perks that you get. And I believe probably next week we're going to do another Patreon pre-show hangout. And we're going to be dropping some more exclusive content, early access, all the kind of perks that you get on Patreon haunted headlines that might be the that might be the that one might there. be the one right there that's so straightforward and why like like i read something like that and i'm like why are we so stupid because <laughs> that is so straightforward and so good we were arguing we were arguing we were just sitting there in the group chat for like five yeah. hours today like what can we call it so it will not be called that for the first episode because i've already made the video and i am not changing it so mm. uh, or maybe I will. Maybe I have two seconds to fix it. Uh, but, as, uh, for, as for I don't, I don't think I don't think we have anything else that we want to talk about. <laughs> okay. No. I don't think anyone voiced any concerns. Yeah. Or <laughs> had yeah. any special requests. Yeah. So I think, that's I, I think if that's all you guys got, I don't know. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it then. So thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> to get on the next one, just hop in and uh, drop your ghost story in Discord. Uh, there's a tab for it. It is just the um, Your Ghost Stories tab, the little text channel for that. And then you can also email them to us if you're not on Discord, but you should be on Discord because it's a lot of fun. So uh, I don't know if that was a firework or a car accident, but either way, it's very patriotic. So, uh, screaming. Hometown Ghost Stories at gmail.com. Everyone thinks that this is my wife. This is not my wife. This is Captain McSlug's wife, who happens to have almost the same name. Very similar. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, the hats will, yeah, Broda is actually right. You were wondering about the hats. It will actually only be pirate hats. True. <laughs> That's true. Snapback pirate hats. Snap pirate hats. <laughs> Which is historically accurate. That's what they used. <laughs> so. Anyways, um, we, we, I, I don't know. We've off the rails. Yeah. 
We're not going to answer your question. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) have a good one. Happy Fourth of July, and uh, have a good uh, have a good weekend. Be safe out there. Don't blow don't blow your fingers off. You need him to put on your pirate hats. Or do and send us the ghost stories about your ghost fingers. Or if you do, you have to get hooks. Oh, for but only but for each one for each finger. <laughs> you blow off the hell hand, deals off. All right, we're leaving. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>